Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Scream, just just Scream. You might put like a parentheses 2022 after it, but John, numbers are stupid and we hate them now, so there's no numbers on this movie. It's just Scream. Let's just confuse everyone. That's right. Which Scream are you talking about? I don't know. We are coming off of any of them. We're we're coming off a two-week hiatus. I moved. I I put my stuff into boxes, except the stuff that I didn't that I put in my car up to the roof, John, is what I did. Mm. Uh, And now I live in a different state. I'm in your state now, John. I'm in the, the Empire State of New York. Welcome home. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. I am a native It's a return, son. triumphant. That's right. Yeah. We are here tonight to talk about Scream, and joining me first up, that wonderful voice you hear from Manhattan, New York City, depending on which of his houses he's currently in. Please welcome John Schnars to the show. Hi, Eric. When are we going to get a, a, some, a, a chat from the country compound here? I mean, we don't really have furniture there right now. I mean, so I could do it, but so just drive out I have there internet. for me. Just drive out there for echo-y. me on a weekday. It, could, it would definitely be echoey. Next um, up on the show from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin. Hello. And last up tonight, returning to the show, Miss Elizabeth. Um, where am I from? Memphis, Tennessee. That's right. Which I Hi, now y'all. know where that is on a map. Because I've been there. Memory test. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's scream time. Yes. Are we ready? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> this is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Of the front time. I always love doing movies like this because. Schnars, you are not, you are a huge horror fan. Listen, we've done this show for a long time. Yeah. You're not like an obsessive fan about detail stuff the way that I am. Like when I like a thing, it's like, I want to get it inside of my body and like get, just get all of it <laughs> in there and just yeah. ad nauseum repeat. You'll watch one and be like, yeah, that was cool. I like that. And then like, just forget about it for 20 years, which is an amazing quality you have that I don't. Well, no, no. Yeah. I, so I when like, I, I would say I like to go as broad as possible. Like I want to have like the biggest. Sure, your big ten sort of bang. Kind of guy. So when, we but do, I don't go deep on any of them. To your point, but it's it, not like I'm like I've seen Scream. It brings three up times. this in. It brings up an endearing situation where when we do a twenty year sequel or a requel, if you will, you no. you just come guys. In. Can we just can we all agree that we're <laughs> I never loved the, the requel when they. No, I was like no. writing it down. <laughs> Is that a thing? When we do a movie like that, John, you basically come in like an adorable, confused toddler, and you're just like, "What? Like, am I supposed to know this person and this thing and like the house?" Like, ah. So I'm very. You excited. say adorable, confused. I say maybe like what in tarnation? Yeah, like, like a, your frisbee off my Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Caitlin. This is a thing I've learned about. <laughs> You do behold, John. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> behold very much. That's one way to put it. John, so I'm, pre- I'm excited yes. to talk about it tonight. Um, so why don't you bring us the word of the day? Eric, today's word, consanguinity. Ooh. Consanguinity. Does that, does that have to do with blood? It, it does. Nice. Uh, 
C-O-N-S-A-N-G-U-I-N-I-T-Y, consanguinity. One definition, the fact of being descended from the same ancestor. Oh, very nice. Uh, the, it's funny because they, you know, they give you a, um, a sentence that, you know, like use in a sentence situation. And <laughs> Boy, it, I hate this says, consanguinity the, that's happening right now. Well, it says the marriage was annulled on grounds of consanguinity. Oh, oh no. no. That's yeah. dramatic. Scandalous. Oh, there's that's a rough. plot twist rough. in the middle of that <laughs> yeah. definition sentence. Well, it's funny. So this is, they also give you on Google the, the use of the word over time. There's like the little graph. Mm-hmm. It's like as low as it's ever been. <laughs> right. Like the That's high hilarious. point was like 1800. For now. That reminds me of like the yeah. BGH going to bring it back. That's like yeah. on Twitter and stuff, like the one sentence horror stories. Yeah. Have you ever seen people <laughs> right. do that? That's what's going to twist at the end. Yeah. The problem, John, is you can't fit consanguinity on a TikTok screen. That's just too difficult. So why would yeah, you It's going to be really tough. Yeah. Um, it does so sanguine the word sanguine comes from the latin blood uh, it's it's actually i think it's just sanguine i'm only familiar with it latin. because of the word exsanguinate which i'm sure that we mm-hmm. have used on the show before it means to drain someone of all their blood yes sure does or an animal i think you, you know. i just got like a visual image of the wordly wise weekly like Wordly. practice book from school oh. and then i was like that's a fucked up word to have in school. and then i was like oh well, i did go to catholic school <laughs> like, kind of tracks. That's true. There you go. John, tell me about Scream. Just Scream. Oh, uh, hold on. I thought Ew. we were, Ew. we agreed that I oh, wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. That sorry. Force of habit. Caitlin, tell me about Just Scream. Breach of John contact. and I are, are often confused. It's true. <laughs> we look very much alike. <laughs> we both have delightful um, hair. Oh. <laughs> so, Scream <laughs> 5. We'll say in whispers, even though it doesn't have the uh, the five. official number on it. Thank you. <laughs> um, they joke about it in the okay. <laughs> we um, so we're following essentially two sisters, Sam and Tara. Uh, Tara is the younger sister living at home. She's in high school, and her older sister, Sam, is elsewhere. Uh, but Tara is attacked by a ghost face in her home, and that sets off a string of like scream happenings. Dude, I very much like the phrase, a ghost face. I like that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, the, a ghost face does indeed attack her, and uh, Sam comes back to town, uh, town being Woodsboro, and brings her boyfriend, uh, Richie. And so sort of like the crew we have are Chad, Amber, Wes, Mindy, Liv, and Tara in the little friend group, Um, and plus Richie and Sam. And then we've got some familiar faces that come in, and and our whodunit kind of unfolds from there. And without spoiling anything, I think that's as far as we can kind of get. All right, well. Do we... Should we talk about, really quick? The other thing, Caitlin, sometimes when I'm doing this, I talk about the director. In this, in this case, it's two directors. <laughs> well, right. This movie, this, this, this screen is no orientation. And John's like, okay, if we're really going to round out your training, then. <laughs> this scream is noteworthy because it's the first one without either Kevin Williamson or uh, Wes Craven. Um, Craven, of course, dead. I don't know about Kevin Williamson. I assume a lot. Well, that was graceful. We yeah, R.I.P. Craven, of course. Um, yes, R.I.P. We have some homages. Williamson, we do Yeah, but it's got. But you have new. So I saw a. I saw. I got some like fan experience. I guess that this was a thing they were. I saw it like after three, four weeks after it had been out. It basically was like 
I don't know, whatever. I just, it was an opportunity to take another pee before the movie started, basically. But it was like a DVD level featurette that was a combination of like looking back in the first movie. And then at the end, it was kind of like, here's how we tried to honor its legacy. And like it was interviewing the new cast and the old cast. And the, the new directors look like our age. So these were people that like very it's much. It's Radio X, right? Or. They look like it's dudes, a collective. It's like two, two, dudes two dudes that are like, yeah. it is here's what dudes. you call us. Two non sanguinity brothers. Matt Bettinelli like Olpen and Tyler Gillett are the best. They did Ready or Not, right? They did the thing. Thank you, Caitlin. Oh, they did, did they do Ready <laughs> they, or Not? Yeah, they were. It was Ready or Not. Oh. They did Southbound, which was like a. We, we covered it a long time ago. So, um, yeah, so yeah. It, it's very noteworthy for being a basically all new creative team. Well, I assume the producers are the same. I don't know. Like it's John, the same. Producers don't do shit. I think there are some shared producers. There is already another one slated to start filming this summer, and Kevin Williamson is going to return as a writer on that script. Oh, interesting. Just definitely. I can tell you if it's the same producers. Um, yeah, there are a There's couple no, in common with the original. This is the first movie yeah. that what's his name didn't do the score to. What's his name? You'll know. Yeah, the score yeah. here was Mark Ryan Taylor. Tyler, me. Yes. Yeah, I okay. owned that. That isn't soundtrack. it weird how like actually proud of you I am like, when you get shit like that, right? <laughs> I owned that soundtrack. <laughs> like, it was mostly gross, guys. the Scream movie in particular was mostly the first one was notable because it started. It really kicked off the trend of just not having a lot of score material and being lots of licensed tracks. Like there is some score stuff on that thing, but it's mostly unless they released another score, it's mostly just uh, like post grunge like licensed tracks pot like yeah. where it was still kind of grunge but it was getting very slick it was kind of the era that was in anyway let's kick it off john let's do something you never get to do here since you didn't oh. synopsize you tell me first what you thought of this movie oh boy boy howdy i don't know if i should go first but okay um i i mean and you guys are gonna like i don't even know if i should participate in the show that's where i'm at right now because here's Sean. the thing john, this is like I, a, this is like no, a no, PBS like, news I, hour like we need I, a round that's what a round table is john well no and look i'm as you know i am plenty comfortable stating my opinions and defending them but at, this was fine like this was a good time um it was not in my opinion it was nothing like I here's a, I do I when I thinking back on it I went in and I knew that a lot of people were enjoying it and liking it like the the buzz that I was picking up not even from anyone who was like spoiling on the but street people, you guys yeah, it's no, not even on the internet people like checking in with me to be like oh did you see Scream yet you know and I'm like nah mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it and so I was like expecting it to be I was expecting it to be more than it was like mm-hmm. it's it's another Scream movie and it's like well made like the directors are good. My biggest problem, and, and I'm sure we'll get into it. We should I, like we should just lay down blanket spoilers, like right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't think what I'm gonna say is a spoiler, but like, if you haven't seen the first scream, do not watch this. Like, it yeah. will be incomprehensible, incomprehensible to you. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've done a lot of movies like that because this is a tra- a big trend. I think it's okay if you're on the fifth moon. That's what I said in the email. Right. Right. We're on but, to, five now. But it's not. I know, Caitlin, but there's other ways to go. Like a lot of. Uh, I guess like Friday the 13th. I was under the impression the that this was like they were moving the Scream franchise forward and kind of away from the the like original cast. But like Nev Campbell is like one of the main characters in this yeah. movie. So you misunderstood the, the concept of a requel. 
Yeah, your no, favorite no. word. I get it. <laughs> I get what they're doing. Word of the I day. Just, it's you know, for me, I, and the comparison I would draw is to Candyman, which was another movie that I guess you could use that neologism, if you would like, that I'm, I don't even want to repeat. But um, that movie, I felt like, did kind of like modernize the 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 older film while also being a sequel and and sort of remaking it to a certain extent. This, like, I don't know, like, I just... I, I felt like this I'd is, seen everything here before, and that's fine. Like I know that's why it worked for a lot of you people. You know what it is? Like when you talk about just the how much you need the context. To me, the direct comparison is Scream Four because Scream the, the Scream Four has the same basic archetype as this. We're gonna mm-hmm. have an all new cast of young people. Then we're mm-hmm. also going some of them are gonna be related. Then we're also gonna bring back the old people, right? But it's like Scream. Four was like all the old, our old familiars were in the in the house with us at the party. They put one foot outside the door, right? And they had to introduce mm-hmm. some new people. They got rid of all those people, so now they're doing it again. More new, more more kids, more new people. Now they're like, they're they're like one leg out the door, but it's like they're doing it so slowly. But they're also kind of shooting themselves in the foot because like nobody, none of the young people are recurring for movie to movie. I mean they. If they actually want to move it forward, they've got to, I feel like, pull some of these young people into the next one. Like I think the plans pull. are for them to do that. Right. Yeah. I yeah mean, I I'm actually surprised they didn't pull from Scream 4 as successful as that movie was, like more characters. I think a lot of those folks, they didn't do it quickly enough. Really? And it's now just, we've moved on. Like, well, yeah. But, Roberts moved on. Hayden Panettiere moved on. 100%. But, but in the age of like, if it's been five years since your movie, then your people have aged out. Right, There's but all new it people. Like, but Courtney Cox hasn't aged out. Like, a lot of them died, Eric. Listen, in why, Scream 4. <laughs> that is true. There were the most kills in Scream 4. That is true. Time. A lot of them did die. Mm. That is very true. But yeah, I, I would like, like to look, see something. I actually, I like the cast. The cast here is really good. Like, I like, and I, you know, the pe- some of the people I've recognized from other things, like the young people, I mean, they're good. And like, it's competently directed. It just like it's a little too navel gazy for me. Like that's ultimately where I come down on it. Like, listen, that, I to like be fair, one. that's not your thing. We've established that. Like, and that's, no, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I, I like I said, I like Scream One. I'm like super here for that movie. It was like a, an important movie for me at the time. I don't need to like see Scream One again as like a 40 year old man. Like I'm just kind of <laughs> like, let's move on. Now look, maybe a new generation needs to see Scream One, but I'm kind of like, you can go watch the old Scream. Like it's still mm. good. Do you? Do you have comfort watches? Do you repeat watch shows? Is, or like, question. is there anything that you go to for just like comfort? So I've been, I've been besides like your wife and loved ones. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> no, no, I the comfort watches are to get away from them. Just to be clear, <laughs> it's uh, Seinfeld, Thirty Rock, Simpsons to a lesser extent. Do like, you, that's where I'm usually. Do you going. have any yeah. comfort watch horror? I think is the more specific question. <sighs> Not, not real. Like, there's not yeah. like a thing where I'm like, oh, I'm definitely teeing this up. Well, here's the thing: none of my family's gonna watch any of that stuff, and I can't just like have it on in the background because like they'll yeah, walk well, in and be like, "What course. the fuck is going yeah. on?" And you got so. that in New York City, or maybe in the country house, John. Get yourself a little man room there. I, get divorced and get fifty percent custody, and then you've got time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, um, Caitlin, what did you think? Caitlin, what did you think of Scream? I I did love it. Um, <clears throat> I. I marathoned all the screams with my friend Maddie leading up to this, and we went and saw it in the theater together, which was really special. Um, one of my friends who had never gotten into Scream, um, he started watching all of them anticipation in anticipation for the new one. So I had a lot of 
a lot of nostalgia. Like I do recognize that that's, you know, checking in on a lot of my sort of good feelings from the past and sort of like tender feelings of doing it with people. Um, but I loved it. I, I'm okay with the sort of inside jokes and Easter eggs because we are on the fifth one now. Like if we're five in, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I love Scream and I love how much Scream loves horror. There are so many horror references in this to the point where it's a little like, <laughs> you know, like a little silly. But at the same time, I do. It's it, that's what it's for. It's for people like us. So I I enjoyed it. I um I, I didn't think that the killer motive uh, and this is not a spoiler. This is just general. But I didn't think the killer motive was super strong. And we can get into that when we talk about killers later. Um, but that wasn't sort of my favorite part. Um, I did love all the shout outs to Wes Craven. I did tear up a little bit at them. Um, I, I also, um, Eric and Elizabeth, you had talked about this a little bit in the emails. I'm very okay with the, the Dewey Gale situation, um, which we can get into more in spoilers as well. But I had a lot of good feelings around all of that. Um, you and liked, I was really happy, like when we see Sydney and she's pushing the stroller. I was like, <laughs> Sydney, like she's she's happy. Oh, Nev like, Campbell, of all the really returning, good. I mean, she's she's great. I, I dig her. I was like, she's doing well. Look at her Nikes. She's like making money yeah. and like jogging yeah. for her I health. Things are going well. That was improvised. This line was I, I learned today. Yeah. yeah, love it. But I I like this. I think so. Not that anyone asked, but my updated rankings. I have this in the middle. Because I'm scream one, four, five, three, two. Oh, I like two. Interesting. I kind of agree. Well, two would be higher for two me, I think, just because fun. of the Jada Pinkett Smith. It's hard. To, it's hard for me to judge that because two is such an amazing '90s time capsule. I mean, it really is. I love it. It is, but I will say, you know, Scream Four was the first one that I got to see in theaters, and Scream Five I also got to see in theaters, and that makes a big difference to me. I actually, especially because I got to see it with people I love. Because I didn't see the first Scream in theaters. Begged my mom to let me rent it. It's like my intro like true intro to horror story was obs- oh my gosh this movie anyway saw the second one in theaters has think i think i've seen everyone since that in theaters but that if this was any one of them that is your first experience in theaters i'm sure it would be it's yeah, it, it's it interesting because it i actually think this movie repeats a sin of scream 2 which is having the killers not be integral enough to the plot so when it's revealed you're like i do agree whatever, with that. dude like whatever um, I two, and three, say, two and three really I, kind of were guilty of that. I, the only other like real complaint I had, um, there's a, a ghost figure that I'm actually okay with in this, but my complaint, I didn't think that the main actress, the one who played um, Sam, I didn't think she was super strong. Yeah, I don't know. She's the worst of the movie. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know people I mean, like her in other stuff, but I just wasn't a fan. I liked the younger sister. She's I like, that I don't know for me. Younger I sister fully looks twelve. I was like, "What are you doing here?" So oh, she, you uh, season two. She's so good. So she does. She like, looks get excited because she's in X coming up soon. She is, and she's the only the second what? person to participate yes. in a scream film. To be a teenager playing oh. a teenager, the I first one was right. can't be an ex. You know what it is? Allowed. She looks. Like I a, saw that. And I was like, Whoa. in the in the opener, she looks of appropriate age because, like, with makeup on. And then when they cut in the hospital and there's no makeup on, you're like, yeah. Are you a child? When you when log into in Netflix, when looks, you log into Netflix, okay. do you hit kids before you select your <laughs> shows? Before I forget, when she's like, ask me about the witch, the Babadook, that like Babadook. I was like, Caitlin. This is Caitlin. 
Oh, dude, I am so excited for <laughs> how my many. Caitlin? I'm so excited for how many normies are going to go watch Babadook after this and be so pissed. Please remind me to tell you the story of a 16 year old haircut that I did a few weeks ago who watched this movie. Okay, we'll come back to it. What did you think of Scream? Oh, I mean, obviously, I fucking loved it. I'm exactly who this movie was made for. I feel like you choose only to bring me on to shows where you are reviewing movies that I'm like, I'm like, there's to lose. Like, honestly, I I saw it twice in the theater. Um, I got super lucky, I think, with the first viewing in the theater and that uh, my super awesome friend, Ginger, who is not, she's a normie, 100%, that I started a new job recently and she, because um, I just walk in, I'm like, who likes horror? Who else? Who am I talking to? <laughs> and sh- she started watching horror and has asked for recommendations, which has been super fun. Um, like, f- this was two weeks and she's like, I'll go see that with you. I don't, I've never seen any of the screen movies. And so then her and her daughter, her adult daughter were streaming all the screen movies. We got to go see it together for my initial viewing. It's like, I saw all of the Easter eggs land with her, all of this sort of like meta self-referential in jokes. Like she was leaning over to me several times saying like, Oh, cause that's like, she did the same thing with the night, like really, really niche kind of things were landing with her yeah. in a way that I was like, I feel like I'm in a time capsule. Like this is legit, like getting in the DeLorean and like, I get to go back to like 1996. She had just watched the Scream first for one. the first time, right? Yeah. So it was fresh. And she's in her forties. Like yeah. it was fast. I just, I was watching her watch this movie more than I think I was watching the movie at some points. Um, so to see her and her daughter who were there together, watching it with me, like, I, I love hear it because they're very, like, reactive viewers. So to hear all the parts, just all the beats that the filmmakers want you to be like, oh, or like, yay, like, they're, like, actually reacting in an audience participation a type of way. JD like, it was the closest. I don't go way. to film festivals in person to watch things. But, like, to see somebody jazzed on, like, the high of, like, I just saw Scream and get it and, like, now feel like a part of this cultural phenomenon was, like, badass like it really was super cool and then so the second time I went um yesterday I was just kind of note-taking I'm so ADD I would have had nothing to say if I'd let that many weeks go past Mm -hmm. but uh I mean I'm here for it like I I don't know it's sort of like Taylor Swift like they'd have to like just destroy everything for me to be like I don't know I don't think I'm on board with this like (laughs) they'd really have to do a number on like they'd have to kill Sydney spoiler like I I was really hoping uh, they were going to. I was just like, kid, like just get them. Sure, when they killed, oh, uh, sorry, are we in this? We're in the yeah, spoiler part, right? No, no, no. But I just the fact that you would have killed Sydney, John. No, no. I that wanted is, all the old people to die. I like that was like. With you? I was just like, mm-hmm. get them all out of the series. Like, let's no, move on. New one. Here's the thing. Sydney Can I just ask? Overall, she's. Does anyone know why did they call it Scream? Like this was part of why I think I thought it was going to move beyond. Yeah, like that's I, thought, true. I don't because, understand. Like, the just call it Scream Five. Like, don't honestly, mess around. This movie is basically with with some some stylistic tweaks. What's really interesting about it is it's basically a redux of Scream Four. It's the same formula. We've just slightly pushed the the older, which characters. I loved. So I'm cool. With. Yeah, the well, it's are great. Distinctly different, I, though. No, okay, but that's fine. But Can it's, just, but it's the same. I, one nitpick. When, oh, this I've... is what I'm saying. When they describe a requel in this movie, what they're describing is Scream Four. What Scream yes. Four did ten years ago, and why I think that's really interesting is like Scream Four was actually kind of like forward looking and prescient to what's happening now. Like we review movies 
all the time now that are just like this, where we're bringing back old main characters from 10, 20, 30 years ago, adding some new kids in. Like, Scream 4 actually kind of like predated all this shit that's going on now. So like, in a weird way for me, when they're describing the requel, I'm like, yeah, that's like, that Scream 4 did that. Like, that's what, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm just saying, I don't see a huge difference between the two movies. Like, visually almost is more of the difference than anything. It's a little darker, a little flatter, and more of that modern, like, underlit kind of style, um, which is weird seeing a Scream movie in because Scream They're was They're so like, glossy. Wah. Yeah, Scream was so glossy. Yeah. But, I did like that, how they got on the ground with, like, the death scenes, and, like, there were definitely some, like, stylistic choices that departed. Yeah. Um, and to your point, Eric, like, I think it definitely reflects, like, what you were saying in email about... Uh, it just being like kind of a harder world we live in. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that we're going to see that in all of our media where it's like a little more grit, a little more realistic. Um, well, it's the interesting thing of seeing a franchise get updated throughout different, very different cultural yeah, moments. It gets like super different. Kaylin- I did. I love, I appreciated the moment where she, Sam, at the end, I guess spoilers all over, at the end when she's talking to uh, our two OGs, like, Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell and she it's like the aftermath of the the big throwdown at the end um she asked Nev Campbell am I going to be okay in a way that felt very post me too like there was a, a connection there and a moment that like I felt was like grounded in a sort of modern element of like acknowledging trauma in a way that like we didn't maybe necessarily in some of the former iterations. Yeah. I think um, it's, I think it's the most interesting for me thing about this script is that, so we've now done this five times and these characters have come back for every movie. And after every, each previous movie gone through a lot of shit, like Nev, everyone Nev Campbell has ever loved has been fucking murdered. Like everyone, <laughs> like Courtney Cox, all this stuff. Right. And this movie, like I think is very interested. Like, so They've always paid a little bit of lip service to like what we've been through, right? So like Sydney in the beginning of three runs a call center for like abused women, right? But it's and maybe she has a gun or makes a comment here or there. But it but then she just returns and we're in the Scooby Doo and we're just doing it and it sort of disappears a little bit to the side. Like these characters bring all that baggage into the movie and then it informs like their actions and conversations of the whole movie. There's multiple points where they stop with the young and the old characters, but especially the old and have them just sit and really talk about what it's like to basically have had a part of your life, like stripped away, like a part of your ability to find peace and happiness stripped away forever. And this thing that continues to repeat, it's, it does make me laugh, like how absurd this world is. And we just talk about it in such a matter of fact, like, yeah, like I, Every five or 10 years, there's like fully copycat murders. They all, they find each other, they team up and then they do the same murders in this. It's, it's just funny. But like, wouldn't I, the news story be like bizarre pattern emerges yeah. over 40 <laughs> years? Like whatever. It wouldn't yeah. just be like about this isolated. But for me, it's uh, like disincorporate Woodsboro as a town. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, like, why would you hang out? We talked about it when we did Halloween. Why would you hang out in Haddonfield on Halloween night? Just move, okay, go away. Dewey. Move. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. The, like, what are you doing? I think dude? it's the, broken. Yeah. For me, <laughs> I, I'm. I think I'm largely on the John side. And it, it's fine, but I'm. But probably a little higher. Like I think I enjoyed it a little more than you did, Charles, because 
I am into navel gazing sometimes. It just kind of depends on the navel we're gazing at, right? Like if you're hitting me in the right yeah, spot, yeah. I'm like, all right. Well, Some great navels here. I, I don't disagree. But it's, uh, it is that aspect of the, tr- of the script is to me the hook that I think is the most interesting because it's different from all the other movies. I, in the last couple of years, have become very interested in therapy and trauma. And like, I think a lot of, society has because we've all lived through a collective trauma a lot of this therapy language living eric yeah like no 100 (laughs) percent, still living through and a lot of this understanding of trauma and this therapy language is starting to seep into pop culture and everyday conversations in a really interesting way it feels like a film very much influenced by that moment in the world it also feels like a movie to me and i just was kind of thinking of this super influenced by the 2018 halloween like because that is the epitome of that, of being like, let's really sit down and look at what this trauma would do to this character. Like, how does how does this inhabit every part of her being? And I almost could see, like, you know, how old is Jamie Lee Curtis? Like, 65 or something, or 70? Like, Nev Campbell coming back with the gray hair and the oh, shotgun, you know? Like, see, like, I, I see what you're saying with that, but I feel like we don't get as much of Nev... We don't get as much of Sydney here as we do in any of the other it's movies. A lot more with, it's a lot more with Dewey and Courtney Cox, like... They have like it's a lot more with the new characters too. Yeah, like yeah. But do, to me, like I love my favorite part of this movie is the Dewey character. I just like him as an actor. I like his little um, mobile home and his TV, and he's watching Courtney Cox. I feel all like that's sad. not so far off from real life. I, I mean, so like, that's no. what I was gonna say. Like, Every yeah. time he's in the movie, I feel like he it's just Like he's got the he's gruff, you know. He's got the like Henley on. Like it's working for him. Is all I'm saying. And they, they, they called him his agents like, can you uh, act like your life is in shambles? He was like, but he's really, dude, he's really good <laughs> yeah, at it. And he also gets more, he gets more screen also, time. He's a certified Bob Ross painting instructor. And he taught all That's the kids awesome. on set how to paint. Oh. He, uh, but, right. you know, That's he gets more screen time than anybody else. I really enjoyed this whole like reluctant, you know, investigator, but then he's given a real, you know, character driven reason to go back. I think it's something. I think Nev Campbell says to him, I'm so glad that they have you or something. And he kind of feels like, oh, I need to jump in. And it's really funny. Like, it's a pretty funny movie. I loved a lot of the shit about him just being exacerbated by everything. Um, I, so I was really bummed when they took him out because he's my favorite part of the movie. Spoiler alert. I also the thought- The death that, is brutal. I also oh, thought they did- It's like a Mortal Kombat finish him. But it they literally have is to like, because otherwise you're like, he'll come yeah, back. Yeah, it's true. I also yeah, thought I know, they did Deputy- Like, is Stu still alive, you guys? I thought they did Deputy Judy real dirty because I love that character in Scream 4. I know. She's just an she just runs into the in night. Movie. Yeah. Um, I love her kid. So, Wes. I do too. I yeah. think that- for, I enjoyed this movie. It is, it definitely is, it's real gritty and violent in an interesting way. All these movies have been violent, but glossy at the same time, which has always been an interesting juxtaposition. This one is a lot darker, like uh, visually, tone wise. It is violent. It's gritty. It's still pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I'm really not here, like the, either of the killers. Like to me, they're too peripheral to the movie. And you're not really the second killer in particular. I was like, I feel like I've seen you three times for this. I, I did like the scene, and I, they liked this scene too, and really were like resting on the laurels of this scene to be like, you remember her. But like when they're in the, I literally almost just said the nipple basement because all I can see are Heather um, <laughs> Tatum's <laughs> nipple. Like when they're at the refrigerator and it's uh, yeah, that visual Randy, stuff is fun. Descendant and, uh, and yes, Amber. yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't and even. They're like oh, maybe you're the killer, maybe you're the killer, and it's super meta CW gossip girl kind of like 
repertoire. Like I was there for that. That was cool. But yeah, it was very strange when she was unmasked. The other, I, I, I'm going to weigh in and just say Amber was my favorite character in the movie. Like Wait, I don't even I was, know who that is. Who's I Amber? Was, like these kids. She's the killer. That was, to me. Okay. Spoiler. She's one of the killers. I actually thought it was like set up fine. And if anything, it was like a little too obvious because she was like, she was the one who was like, I don't know. She was just so. Here's around. the deal. And the again, meaning when Ghostface is like, "I'm looking at her right now," I was like, uh-huh. "Don't do that." Again, we like, know it's gonna be her. Yeah, here's to me why I think Scream Four beats this movie, and it's why it's it, it becomes a tough comparison. The killers in Scream Four, I was actually surprised by, and mm-hmm. you they've like they've like set up these little relationship dramas and emotional points, and like it's pretty the reveal of the killer in Scream 4 is like pretty impactful in a way yeah, that this good. isn't like literally when they reveal in this movie that it's the stupid boyfriend who's literally just crack jokes about how he might be the killer wasting the whole time. space I can't You're like yeah. whatever and fake like, watching right, stab for the first time like I have so many questions about his whole why would he be sitting there movies? watching the movie if he's why would he be a, doing that big brother's not watching you you don't know we're watching you you don't have to be doing it doesn't dick shit right now so, like and I will say he made me laugh when he's like Gen Z disperse like okay, yes. just, you know the Gen Z shit with the Gen Z shit was Kennedy that said someone's lame dad is kicking us out like ADR they had like oh nice so what I will say is like and I think I don't necessarily know to knock against this movie because that's actually an issue with every Scream sequel except for mm-hmm. like it in some ways it just drew like how sp- I've always thought for was a like a I thought the worst movie. reveal was uh Roman yeah was that the character's name oh, okay like, that, if we're talking requel, if we're talking requels here I think of okay. any franchise like Scream 4 might be one of the best. So I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a super Scream fan 4 is for Scream so 4. good. And it's actually good. Eric I think when we're talking about the grittiness and sort of that transition, I think Scream 4 is when that tide turned because it yeah. is a little bit more mean-spirited it with is. the kills. Yes, you're right And that's that. why I like it. You it's, know, it's like it brings yeah. it back hard and strong. I will say, though, you, I think you feel some fresh energy from the new creative team while they're also doing all this homage stuff. I could have even done maybe a little less of it. Like, it's a little heavy-handed at times. But, yeah. I, but I enjoyed... I enjoyed what they did bring to it. And I'd like to see more. Like if we're going to do the keep doing this, you got to break from what Scream 4 did and do something totally different. Cause it's so it's what's just interesting gonna is going to see, it's going to be to see these, this duo directing a Calvin Williamson written script, which is what's going to happen. Yeah. And when they go into like pre-production, well, summer, Williamson's but, old, like, listen, <laughs> at some point when <laughs> you're creep, somebody played, how do you kids at some point <laughs> as a creative, I feel like, you just start, and like, except for a rare few, you're just everything you do at some point, you're just hit doing the greatest hits of your creative life, you know? So, like, yeah. I'm a little afraid from what's going to happen with that, but yeah, well, that's I mean, the I'm sure they'll go ahead, Keaton. Sorry, well, that's for me where, where like, I, I loved this, and I don't want to take away from the fact that I like it's my number three in the rankings now, like, I really loved it. But the motive, five. it's in the middle, <laughs> it's in the middle. But the uh, the motives here are really what didn't sell it for me, because like I was here for Richie and Amber being the killers. Like I was like perfect, you know. Did we expect them? Like kind of. But at the same time, it's like uh, I can't get down with that. But then we're like, like we met on Reddit. I was like, uh huh. Let's further demonize like fan culture and yeah, like it's just I'm silly, you know. Yeah. I was like, it, it literally it any other motive would have been. It takes probably, Fine. it takes a real, even more than Scream 4, a real hard swipe at toxic fandom, which obviously, like, is a real thing that exists, you know? For sure. Well, 4 doesn't really, I mean, 4, her motivation is, like, the, I don't need friends, yeah, I need Yeah, it's fans. more about being famous. It's more about, right, it's more about, like, social yeah. media and being famous. Like, this yeah. really so this takes is... a knock at, like, 
online fans that take something so seriously that they might like, you know, Kill. take it too far. Well, the ca- yeah. because the counterpoint is the Mindy character, who was my other favorite character in the yeah, movie. Yeah, she was good. She's, she's great. great. That's yellow, where that scene in the basement great was in yellow like jackets. one of my What's that? She's great in yellow jackets. <laughs> oh, yellow jackets. I haven't seen it. Um, so I thought she's great in this. I liked like all of the best navel gazy parts. Well, the best. It, I didn't like the recall speech when she because that was it was just too long. Some of it's yeah, and so, on the nose. Um, that. But the second time that she does it where she's watching stab one on the couch. I like, thought that was kind of that good. stuff all worked for me. Like it was like. And so, Eric, sort of to your point, like for me, it was ultimately just the balance was off. Like you can do the kind of like fan service-y, navel gazy stuff, but it did feel like it crowded out more of like actual plot in this movie. That said, they also do spend a lot of time like Skeet Ulrich. Like there's a lot of like we Sam even, and we didn't even talk Tara about, or whatever. We, we didn't even talk about it. He, yeah. I mean, Does we man- talked about it over email. Like, I think we're all pretty aligned. Like. He just doesn't need to be in the movie at well, all. Let's, well, let's explain it though. So well, it was all fan service. So They're like, the, let's see Billy. Our main but character. But I'm a fan. I don't feel service. Our I main did not character like is Skeet Ulrich's illid. Well, I, don't, I don't even know if that's the right word. No, daughter, I think legit. Uh, yeah. Daughter from high school. So let's stop for a moment and acknowledge. Who was he fucking? Let's acknowledge that this is now written into canon that he was cheating on Sydney. Yes. In addition to being a serial killer, which obviously. Yeah, that kind of rewrites. But, Red flags. So basically, race. he knocked like, up someone in high school. He might be a narcissist. Of. <laughs> he knocked someone up in high school. Um, she had the baby, lied to the daughter, had a, then married and had another daughter who's the younger sister here. She later then found it out, and and like there's a whole drama set about how she confronted her mother, and that's how the father found out. The father didn't know, and then the father ran away. But oh, because it was a boyfriend from high school. But the so what? So she takes medicine for was it schizophrenia was that said specifically yeah, yeah. and she sees visions of a not quite good enough done cgi young skeet ulrich with his voice his like modern day voice coming out of it okay and these visions it's like him telling her there's a killer running loose you gotta like meet you gotta go kill the killer like i guess it's like it's like a, a voice in her head telling her to kill basically but it's i telling feel her like to it's kill the put killer. there to be like is she the killer like at it some is. point, it like, is. But we know. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I feel like she's not. This is. I feel like lately, uh, I may just be making so. I'm like the definition of the person who thinks they know how screenwriting works. But lately, I feel like I'm in the Matrix, and when I'm watching movies, I can see the like four different drafts of this script that you cobble together, and it, yeah. it feels to me like there is out there a scream draft that is entirely revolving around thinking she might be the killer. But there's so many other threads in this movie that get woven in. It becomes an afterthought. Like every no, 20 I, minutes, they I, have yeah. to be like, oh, wait, she's got to see him or they're going to forget that she's seeing him. I and think like, you're totally right. That that and was, she never gets there's a cl- different version. Yeah. She never gets close to killing anybody or snapping. Mm-hmm. It helps her in the end. And then he, she gets like a good guy wink and a like a smile at the end. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's, he's like, Harry, hey girl. It was a, so weird. Like now his character. And then like a little bit rehabilitates the Billy Loomis image, which like is not what we need. Why do but we need that? Time, we don't I need do, that. I do like that like, I don't know, it, I would have hated it if she had been one of the killers and they tee it up so that you're like considering she might be. But I kind of like that he's like, you have a... John, what's the word? Consanguination urge to kill because of her bloodline or something. But yeah. it's like, use it for good. Kill the real killer. And I was like, that's a little silly, but you know it what? Just has <laughs> I'm here for it. 
<laughs> to Eric's point, like where it actually becomes material in the plot is that it it's the explanation for why these sisters like don't really get along because then it does set up the is the younger girl part of the killing and like mm-hmm. it it does become somewhat part of the who done you could have just gotten rid of the whole thing and been like they she ran off and like the younger one doesn't like her like end of story you don't right, we don't need, need the connection need like eight pages about because then why. they also made like didn't they make yeah. like two other like two of the people are related to. Randy, and there yes. wasn't there another one they they were are making fun Mindy of? and Wes. No, sorry, Chad, Mindy and Chad, Chad are related to Randy. Jamie Kennedy's character. But also, a third person they fantastic. Were... My friend, what's his name? Oh, Mustache. Kyle Golner. Kyle yeah, Golner yeah. is in this movie for like 10 minutes. I was he... thrilled to see him. He... I love him. Was related. I, I only caught this on the second one. He was related somehow to, I think they said Stu. There was like some because they kept asking there was so several times in the movie. People yeah. ask, uh, well, then why did that Vince guy die? Right. If they're all legacy, whatever. Yeah. And so finally someone's uh, like, oh, he's the son of yes. whoever's whatever to this person and Stu. Like, I didn't even know who you were talking about, but that's car guy. He drug was, mule. Like, mm-hmm. That was. Yeah, yes. that was another one where I was like, what the you fuck could is smell. I just like Kyle Goner. And you I'm like, Kyle Goner, horror movie. Kyle Goner, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It um, felt like body count juicing, which totally, I was okay totally. with. But. Also, it's funny, like, there's a couple, that's one of them. I have this litmus test for Scream where, like, how unlikely is this kill happening in public? Like, but here's this is what I go back to. There's a scene in Scream 1 in which this character in Ghostface costume, after Ghostface murders have happened and people know what he looks like, is stalking tatum and sydney in a grocery store in a grocery and we store. see him in the reflection of like a freezer case so i'm like if it's not more ridiculous than that i can't think i can accept it <laughs> but you have to remind yourself because Sorry, our question. because our modern standards are i think a lot more str- stringent than that so i'm trying to i'm trying to orient myself to that first movie but like the fact that amber had the uh I'll say like the upper body strength to upward okay, motion right. gut Dewey. Dewey. And like, right. I was like Dewey who has like drunk man strength. <laughs> that's right. He's a beefy. The strength Dewey's, of seven men. Dewey's so I was like, that's, that's when, because I like to go back and put together like, you know, who was in which kills and who killed which Same. person, especially when there's two. Because you guys, are they just driving around with like the costume in their trunk and they're having to text each other all the time on a disposable oh my phone? God. I mean, like, cr- okay, are you going to do it or am I going to do it? I got my, Babe, I got I my drunk. Let's go. It's an unspoken sc- <laughs> I got thing. 30 seconds. Let me go kill this person. It's an unspoken thing about the Scream franchise that like the murders and the switching back and forth so defy any I have one child reality. and I promise you it would take a whiteboard and seven days to plan that shit. <laughs> like coordinating crap is not that easy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's funny though, and they—I do like how they're playing in a meta way with, and when they're in the house, it's kind of—they don't reveal right away that they're in the house, but you can like, you know, you you're eagle-eyed. It. You can kind of see some of the angles. So like all the furniture is different, but that living but in room, the same place, the way the couch I loved is, that. and I they do reveal I really it. Loved that. They do reveal it eventually. I mean, the house is so like iconic, and the but I liked how they were playing with. Um, Hey, can you give me a beer? And then she goes downstairs. And she's like, "You idiot! You, you went idiot. downstairs. Yeah, so what did you do?" And, and then, then later, he's like, "Be right back." Okay, but why then would later, Dewey even the be boyfriend... going to get a beer? They're leaving town. It's like, but then later, no, yeah. I understand that. I, I don't want to be here. I need a beer. I totally get that. But like, because it will it will help me for ten minutes while I have to be in this place. They're supposed to be there for like three seconds. They didn't have to kick well, everybody but out. But like, don't I'm forget, he's also a killer. Them. So like, he has motive to get people well, out in different places. I knew that. Him getting those kids out, I like. I laughed out loud. No, it's funny. Lie. It's a funny movie. Um, but I liked how they played with in that scene, 
how then he wants to get a, go get a beer, but she won't go with him. And then, I don't know, it's funny. Some of that But dialogue, he's like planning on her not going with him because then he had to go like change into Ghostface and he was going to do that Some of that dialogue thing. is funny, I thought. I did say out loud the first time I saw it, Chekhov's inhaler, the moment in the first scene that we're like, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that's going to be a thing. Oh, my God. I didn't, yeah, I didn't notice. That's a good catch. I, Anytime I, we see a character taking medicine that's life-saving, they're then going to be on the lost oh. island, and like that's going to be a thing. Oh, like in The Conjuring, the new Conjuring, when he was like, babe, my heart pills. Yes. <laughs> His heart pills. <laughs> oh, I wonder if you're not going to be with those Are you gonna need in them? two Are hours. Are going to her locket? Like, yeah. she, keep, she keeps them in her locket. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. That's I, her heart. I, I think, did you mute, Caitlin? Say that again. Oh, can you hear me? No, yes, I can. Yes. I cried three times during this movie. <laughs> I cried at uh, the Dewey Duh. I cried at uh, Four West when they have it written up in the party because the, the party that they have is like a memorial for their friend, Wes. And then when Four West, as in Wes Craven, comes on at the end. So cried thrice and then laughed. <laughs> well, you're not alone because like, the whole cast the- cried when they came in and saw that set. Apparently, I read. The only part <laughs> that I was a little verklempt at is that conversation where she's asking, I don't know, I can't remember. I think it's the conversation with Sydney in the hospital. And I think that's the one where she asks, am I going to be okay or whatever? Or, or maybe that was at the end. No, it's, there, it's, it's there's a the conversation outside the hospital that made me a little bit clumped. I can't exactly, but it was, it was something that Nev Campbell. Oh, the one where she's like, we're leaving. And yeah, she's like, I'm never coming back. I'm getting my sister out of here. Yeah. She's yeah. like, okay, good luck. You too. I had just a couple, yeah, a couple moments. I get it. I, I mean, never came. It's worth noting, crying, like Nev guys. Campbell, you know, <laughs> yes, you Nev Campbell, who's a an integral part of Scream Four, is barely in this movie. But it's yeah. weird because when she rolls into town, the whole movie shifts focus to her, which is a little jarring because you're like, yeah, well, that's kind of like the main character. And I wonder. That's why I wanted them to get killed, Eric. I mean, I'm, I'll, like, I'm I know just going to say this: like, monster, I don't, but I don't think you can successfully. Well. Unless it's like 20 years from now, I feel like you can't successfully transfer. They're trying to like slide him out the door, and I don't think it can happen. Like, I think you're going to get one of them had to die in this one. One of the big ones had to die. Yeah, I agree. It still broke my heart, but I would have been pissed if it had been me personally. With each person, with each person that dies, it does in a weird way like open screenplay possibilities because. The more you have to deal with, it's just more threads you got to pick up and more, you know, like in well, some way, you like have to explain it. You, this is, this yeah, is like yeah. the other thing that drove me crazy here is like, they actually like, there's a lot of stuff you have to remember from screen one, but they do actually explain it all. Like they do. Yeah. It would be incomprehensible to someone who hadn't seen the films, I think, but like they still spend the time. So if they're going to bring back Courtney, Courtney Cox and uh, Nev Campbell again, you're still going to do guys- all that stuff next time. Dewey and Courtney Cox had a kid who's now pissed that his dad's dead. Killer. <laughs> like, do you, think that, no. do you think that the screen producers like saw Halloween 2018 and were like, fuck, dude, why didn't we just make her like this badass? I think it's just a trend that makes psycho. total sense in horror and everything else right now. Yeah. Like, you but can, I, I love seeing her. But I, I like that we get Dewey as sort of the recluse character who yeah, is like he's damaged. Because I was like, Sydney, running her stroller babies. Like, let's go. After this and um, that, I never remember the name, the live streaming movie we did, the Twitch thing. Um, he's in it. Oh, David Arquette, yeah. I don't what was it called? Oh, Spree? Spree. Yes. After those um, two movies, yeah. like, I never in my life thought I'd say this. I think I really like David Arquette as an actor. Like, I think he's a good actor. 
I like David Arquette. I, I like he's funny. Too. Like I think he has range. And I feel like he's like a lunatic for <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah, for real range. I enjoy him, but at range would not John, be where I want I think David Arquette might be the greatest actor of our generation. What do you think of that? <laughs> oh, this is like interview with a vampire time. Did you smoke? Okay. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying. I'm on. To is he our here. generation? I think he's in his fifties. Is he our generation's Brando? Is that what, is that what you're going to say? <laughs> and then he's like overweight and you ever, talking you like ever ridiculous seen, products. You ever or? seen eight-legged freaks, John? I'm just saying. Uh, yes, yeah. but like it's many, very, many years it's ago. It's very good. Um, anything anything yes. else you guys want to say about Scree 5? I'm glad that um, <clears throat> I felt like kind of a dick when I thought that the main gal, uh, the Sam character, wasn't a good actress or at least didn't have the chops for this role. So I'm glad, John, that you validated that point for me. I got you. I think I was just, I'm enamored by the entire situation. Just, it, it would have to be such bullshit for me not to like, yeah, I actually, happy. I mean, I'm, this is always my refrain. Like I, I'm always interested to dig into the things that are like a little weird in a movie, but I did enjoy it. Like I came out of it being like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, walked to my car and hoped I didn't get mugged because I went to a new theater that I shouldn't have gone to at night, John. This man always taking his life to see a movie. You need to find one that's good for you. I was in a fully empty theater, which was dope. But then the lights go out and I'm always like, shit, why do I feel like I'm going to get murdered? Like, this is the perfect way to murder someone. So. Yeah. And there's the no perfect way to murder somebody is to work at a haunted house in October that's true. and just like kill someone and then like. For they real got cameras in there, though. I have friends that run a haunt. They got cameras in there. There's now. no theaters around me, John, with the leather seats. There was a dead person. There's. I'm missing you a story. I, see, I, I, I know what you're talking about. But, yeah. All right. Would you recommend Scream, John? For the Scream fans, Caitlin. Yes. Elizabeth. Hell yes. Love it. I'm definitely a yes. I think it's. I mean, like, listen. You know, if you want to see Scream Five or not, like. You do you, boo. But I think it's decent. It's worth a shot. All right. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. The treat that's all trick. The nightmare that never ends. He came back to finish what they'll never forget. How do you kill what's not alive? Donald Pleasance. Jamie Lee Curtis, the broadcast debut of Halloween 2. The night he came home. A debut network special presentation coming up next. Hey guys, this is Danielle Harris. You might know me from some of the Halloween movies, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Don't fall 
John Schnars. Do you, can I can't imagine them putting Halloween two on uh, broadcast. Fun fun story about that, John. Mm. I've oh, told this story ahead, so Duckling. many. I've told this story so many times in the show, but I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> Let me turn up my headphones. I want to make sure I hear myself when I say this. Uh, John, Looking like a true podcaster. <laughs> John Carpenter, or no, I'm sorry, Rick Rosenthal directed Halloween two, and mm. he made a largely bloodless movie similar to the mm-hmm. first one which of course but it was 1981 friday 13th was big slashers are big they were getting real bloody tom savini the studio was like um hired john went to john carpenter and was like we want you to do reshoots on this movie if you don't do it we're gonna have just hire someone else so carpenter didn't want to do it he begrudgingly agreed all of the gore in that movie was shot by carpenter re-edited into the movie he actually changed the order of some scenes it's very different the theatrical cut that's what got released so that's what's on dvd that's a theatrical cut so when they went to play it on tv they basically just used rosenthal's original cut because it already existed and they didn't have to do anything to it basically oh uh, and it was already the bloodless yes version. and on, mm-hmm. there have been some modern blu-ray releases that include that old cut so there you go okay Pretty cool. right. hey eric yes before we do fan mail, I have your 2020, 20, 2022 list open. If uh, Just in case, this one might make a top 10. <laughs> I love Proactive. Do you know my favorite thing is, Caitlin? You get so invested in whether or not I put a movie on. I, re- like, I can I see do. it's really... It's a subtle campaign. It's not yes. subtle, but it's a campaign. <laughs> do I have anything on my list? You don't, because everything we've done um, has mostly been right. 2021 number, so far. Number two movie of the year. I'm just kidding. You put it at one just to make yourself, to give yourself that satisfaction. You can do it. Which one? You can put it at number one. That's fine. For now. <laughs> For now. Um, yeah. Cool. Oh, what I was going to say, John, was I know the answer to this already, but have you been listening to Danielle Harris's new podcast? No. She has a podcast. Except for they need to stop doing true crime. It's a whole thing. She has a podcast with Scout Taylor Compton, who you might remember from the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. They were both in those. Yes. Where it's like, okay. it is a mix. Well, it started out as like, we're going to talk about horror movies, but also sex. Now it's like 90% sex and like, JonBenet Ramsey and like 10% true crime. They've started doing that recently. I don't know why, but it's they real. They talk about Roseanne because she was on Roseanne and I like they, they do a little bit. They do. Yeah. Danielle mm, Harris was talking about how while she was on Roseanne, they hired Johnny her, Galecki. They hired her to act as Roseanne's daughter in like an un, um, like unverified TV movie about Roseanne's life. And she like kind of got tricked into taking and took it. And then Roseanne basically like disowned her. Cause she like, cause it was really not nice towards her and uh, Tom Arnold. <laughs> oh, but also like, she got <laughs> penalized on the set because she was out drink. Like they all went out drinking all the young cast and there was some photo of her. And that was like what I think ended her contract with them. Mm. Yeah, like I did like did. I don't like Roseanne as a person anymore because for obvious reasons, but I loved the original Roseanne run and I hated Danielle Harris's character because she was like the wedge between David and Darlene. Oh, wow. That's but I love her because, you know, a horror. lot of baggage around Roseanne. I did. Yeah, I watched Roseanne back in the day. I did like it. <laughs> Do you even know me? Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Can't let go. Um. Anyway, it's an interesting podcast, John. It's called Talk Scary to me. You should. I was just thinking about it because of that. You haven't sold it super well. <laughs> <laughs> John, maybe shitty true it. crime. 
And John, are you like, even a horror fan if you're not actors. listening to Daniel Harrison's yeah. podcast and learning about how much of a freak she is? <laughs> I always tell people I'm on my own rambling uh, horror podcast. I don't need other rambling horror podcasts in my life. So. Fair. Tell All me right. you listen, don't listen to Plug It Up without telling me you don't listen to Plug It Up. <laughs> <laughs> Info at Bloody Good Not Horror. Not every episode, Caitlin. All right. <laughs> Info at bloodygoodhorror.com is the email address. We have like multiple weeks of Caitlin and Kissimmee emails we're behind on. So, Caitlin, you're going to have to help me out with this. I don't, I have zero idea what the context is for this email, but she says this came in on January 26th. So it was like fully two months ago or something. I cannot believe I have to write in to protect Caitlin yet again. Got you, girl. Don't go by our name. We don't go by our names in the South. I was crying during that when John and Caitlin's wife swap episode started. My middle name is Caitlin. My real name is Melody. Sister couldn't say it, so instant change. School was a nightmare. The logic runs deep. My dad's name is James, goes by Jimmy, hates nicknames or shortened names. His father, his father figure's name was Lawton, but he went by Donnie. Just like anyone that's been in your life for more than five years is an aunt or uncle if they have kids or their cousins. Yeah, a lot of middle <laughs> names going by. I have my brother, my dad, my cousins. A lot of people go by their uh, not real first name. I appreciate the support, truly, from one Caitlin to another. Eric, the context was uh, you got my brother's name wrong, and I was like, his name's oh, Zach. That's right, your like, brother. His name's Jacob. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I just... yeah, his first name. But he goes by Zach. <laughs> Right, I've missed out on that friendship forever because I looked at his email. He also did get in a car name. accident like right after, so he's recovering still. We'll give him a pass. Likely, likely story. Kaylin, uh, um, again, um, this was like 13 years ago I said this. Eric is discussing the 80s being all the rage because marketers are targeting people who grew up during that time and now have money. And says in 10 years, it'll be the 90s and then the 2000s. Eric predicts, quote, soon you'll be arguing with a 10-year-old that Star Wars Episode One is the greatest Star Wars of all time. Disagreeing grumbles. Write it down and mark my words, all caps. This fully <laughs> is a thing now. And I knew it was going to be Get time. out of here. No one's arguing for Star John, Wars John, are you fucking one. kidding me? John, you are not on the internet, John. I know. John. That I never will be if I have to, John, if anyone all, ever tries to tell me Star Wars Episode 1 is the best Star John, Wars. All I, of I, those, all of those prequels have been hardcore retconned by people who were like five when they watched them. And I've, I'm, I fucking predicted it. <laughs> And I, I had, I knew I was right when I said it. Wait, so and I is like now, Jar Jar back? Like, is he like? Is, are people like? Pro and you should Jar see Jar the Jar look now. on my face when I'm flipping through Twitter and I see these articles. I'm like, "Fuck, you're goddamn right. You're saying that because I, <laughs> I got you figured out. I had you figured out when you were five. Because old man Eric, here. who is actually younger than <laughs> no. Eric now, knew this was going to happen. Fired up about this shit. There's just not a universe <laughs> where it's a good movie. Like it's no, I, it's not. Like, but but John, I don't know, people can say I liked it when I was five. John, there <laughs> like, is yeah, no yeah, such right. thing as You're truth anymore. Do you understand this? With the truth, we are in yeah. post-truth society. Oh, and man. the number one, I know it's sad. The number one predictor of this is people liking the Star Wars prequels and saying that in public, not being ashamed to say that in public. I can't even remember no if I hated I'm Attack of the Clones or right not, now. but I think I did. I'm so fired up. I need to take my sweatshirt off. Woo! <laughs> 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 um, oh Kaylin says, so I did, and you're right, but I am loving the 90s and my Spice Girl shirts, easily accessible Goosebumps merch, Hercules gear, and LFO remixes, and then she gives me the shrug emoji, so there you go. We're, we're aligned on a lot. I like, me and I like and girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. That's LFO, right? 
That's right. Chinese food makes me sick. That's <laughs> right. My God. And I think it's fine when girls stop by in the summer. That's right. For the um, summer. For the summer. One more for Caitlin. Honestly, like her emails are always bangers, so she gets them on the show. That's the secret. Are there any movies you've seen that she didn't that didn't seem to get notoriety or not many people know that you're talking about about, but you suggest people watch them anyway? I always suggest Inc. Sputnik and Oats Volume One, but no one's ever seen any of them. Thanks to Eric, I have enjoyed Yellow Brick Road. I'm an evangelist for that movie a couple of times, but again, no one's ever heard of it when I mention it. I bring this up because this is like Elizabeth's jam, like under the cut, like direct to Netflix horror movies that she finds and then recommends people. Do you have like one or two of those you would? We watched right them. off the cuff, me. Yeah, like what? Uh, Truth or yeah, Dare? Christy and Open House. Open House is good. Yeah, I think we did Open House in the show. But I really cool. wanted to watch um, Sputnik for the show. I heard that was good. I've not heard of it. Is it about space? I thought Superhost was really fun, too. I, wa- I rewatched that last night. Yeah, but that's I just like, rewatched that. I was in a mood when I watched that. Superhost. I, was, I remember to you, Eric, being like, this is what? I don't even. I didn't like it. Like, I much. couldn't finish sentences. But Superhost, like, I, think I, think ta- I think we're talking even like a level more obscure. Like that Jake Gyllenhaal movie you had me watch, I feel like is more the level that we're talking Enemy. about. Enemy? Yeah, enemy is oh, good. Stuff like that. so that's good. like a that's like villain new yeah, Villeneuve, Villeneuve. Um, yeah. Also, anything he's done, prisoners. Yeah, I was gonna say like it. You know, she anyway. she she hit mine. It's Yellow Brick Road. It's a uh, masterpiece, and people should watch it. And now you're gonna hate me because I said masterpiece, and you're not gonna think it is. But I don't fucking care because I was right. I'm about currently watching um, Sweet Magnolias on Netflix, so I've apparently just given up. I watched an episode of the show. <laughs> It's like watching paint dry. Yikes. I had like a depression night one night recently, and Erica's like, I'll watch that show with you. And I was like, you're like the best human on earth. And we put the show on. And in my head, I'm like, okay, so Seinfeld wasn't the show about nothing. This show is literally about parking. It's about like parking spaces. <laughs> like, I can't. Anybody who's seen it will know what I'm it's talking about. It's a group about. of like, it's a bunch of like Southern women and couples, and they're all just like, the drama they're getting into is they're like fighting over like parking spaces. This is what I say about this show. There's no cheating. There's the no drama scandal. has never been blander and the stakes have never been lower. So if you're just looking to feel nothing and stare at a screen, I watch am, Sweet Magnolias. I am sometimes. Yeah, I, like, I, I think this sounds up my alley. It has its place, you guys. Natalie Katana, she, she's got me. She's the one I text about the show. Um, I'm like, nothing happened this episode. And what did you think about it? Like, oh, I know <laughs> nothing about it. <laughs> This is going to be teed up right after the Daniel Harris podcast for me. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's like, it's like, um, weird, like the sound of a radio. Like it's just a sound. It's a thing that's like, I've it's never It's also seen it, just enough. It's, it's just enough vaguely churchy to draw on conservatives, but not too much to be like overly like churchy. This you know? is true. Like they, yeah. All right. We and got Chris some, Klein. What's he been doing for a while? That's true. No, we we got some show. questions on Instagram here. Do you want to do um, tweets first or you want to do Instagrams? Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yes, please tweets. <laughs> we do have some good tweets this week. Um, I'll try to go quickly because I think we've got quite a few. But the first is from our friend Thor from Thor's Hour of Thunder. He said, did you know at Caitlin Grant did research for her Carrie episode of Plug It Up by killing an entire prom using her mind? <laughs> and true. for legal purposes, that is a joke. So. Not true. <laughs> that was good. I appreciated that. Um, our friend Electric Wolf said, what are you more excited for, Halloween Ends or the newly announced Scream sequel? Can neither hey, be Hey, that's tight. 
Can I already answer? <laughs> Dude, I, I I am about to be sick. A Do you just hate fun? Unless I don't they, understand listen, what's happening. Unless that trailer, unless the like, trailer, Halloween Kills was hot garbage. Yes. I would so scream. I'm um, scream sequel. It sure. doesn't matter. Unless the trailer, like, I need my time back from this movie. Listen, you haven't gotten any like joy out of like Halloween Kills yes. about it. Like, not, okay. not this movie. Listen, scream, I'm fine. Unless that Halloween Ends trailer comes out with another amazing burst of fire moment, which it could, they they were good at in the last movie. Then like, I'm going into that with real flat expectations, which hopefully will serve it's me. It's the best way to go. Hopefully You'll be... it will serve me. Yeah. I'm sorry I got one. tricked by their amazing first movie into thinking the second one might also be really good. <laughs> yeah. It was just I a apologize. weird middle spot for the movie to focus yeah. on. But. Uh, I just, dude, every time we hear, this is what happens in my brain when somebody says Halloween Kills. I immediately picture the hospital and I hear dun 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 That's it. That's all that's left. Uh-huh. I just pictured Jason being like a fucking ninja and fighting like eight people at once. Jason. You know what I mean, Michael. John is so over it. Get out. You know? He's like, whatever fucking guy from your fucking movie. Freddy comes. Yeah. Just ninja fighting like eight firefighters at once. Oh, my God. Uh, our friend that baseball Joe after watching Scream 2 for the first time in a while is there a movie that has really taken you out of enjoying it by the overaged casting no I loved it I, I mean, love Scream 2 yes Ugh. all of the 90s I prefer overage <laughs> casting it's funny okay horror fans spent largely because of like Scream and the teen wave that it started online horror fans in the 90s spent like 80% of their time complaining about older people being cast as teenagers. Then we grew up and I'm like, now when they cast teenagers, I'm like, right. But now when you're like making out or fucking, it's real creepy. Like, can we just go back yeah, to casting 25 year olds that look young? Well, I was going to say the male gaze is such that we must have over 18 right. consensual. Like right. if you're going to be a horror movie with some titties, let's say <laughs> you're going to have to age them up. Uh, I can't come up with a good answer, but it's a good question. Like, I, that would take research on my part. Anything Freddie Prince Jr.'s on? He's like 40 always. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was watching Swim Fan because I fucking I love, love Swim Fan. And uh, the brother. Jesse character. Bradford, I had a real big thing for him back in the day. Well, the, the brother character is like so old, so old. But I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Don't care they just it. did on Friday, there was the last drive in, they did Black Roses. And the, the main high school kid in that is like 45 years old. He's so <laughs> That's, old. Yes, that he was. Is. Very, very distracting. <laughs> uh, from our friend Schnecky, could you get behind an 80s cult horror series based in New York with Chud, Maniac Cop, Wolfen, The Warriors, Q, Basket Case, Mimic, and Patrick Bateman versus Paul Kersey and Shaft with their friend Superfly? Sounds like money. I mean, if ever there was a thing that I would be excited about coming back, it's Chud. Like, what about Chud with a uh, Panos? Uh, what's that guy's name, John? I was trying to think of somebody who does cosmic uh, horror. Panos Cosmopolis. Uh, you're, you're thinking, are you thinking about Yorgos? Yorgos. <laughs> yeah, sure. That guy. Did you guys get the Morbius is... trailer? Oh, I know. No. I did get Morbius. Oh, yeah. maybe. That man is yes. so beautiful, and that movie actually looked kind of... Wait, what is Morbius? Okay. It's, it's a Spider-Man spinoff, yeah. Oh, really? It's Jared he's, Leto just looking... He's like a, oh, no, he's a vampire in the Marvel universe. I did not Love see a that. vampire. 
I will say, uh, did you guys watch the trailer for Nope? Because Nope stands for not of planet Earth, which is very Chud, and he ooh, Peel loves exciting. Chud. That's interesting. Exciting. I haven't watched Chud, it yet. It's spoilery. There's a Chud Don't VHS. tell me anything else about it. I, I not I'm watched the trailer. Sorry. There's a Chud VHS. Now I'm angry that I even know what Nope means. I'm sorry. When they're showing the television, it was, with all the, John fifty dollars. When they're showing the television, with all the movies and us, there's like a Chud VHS, isn't there? Well, that's what I'm saying. There's yeah. like so many Chud things in all I of saw, what he does. I saw some trailer. I wish I could John's so mad. I feel so. I bad. get this on trivia all the time. What does Chud stand for? Cannabis humanoid underground. There's two different meanings in the movie. Okay, I know. They're initially told that it's called cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers when they're starting to get close to the truth and the government guys are like, this is what it means. Daniel Stern, um, crack homeless investigator, later on in the movie, discovers that it was really a cover-up for a government program where they were going to dump toxic waste under New York City and that the real acronym is... Um, I love it. He has two answers for oh, this. Well, oh, shit. Shit. What, it's, he is right, mm, to be contamination fair. Contamination right. hazard... <coughs> Urban. Oh my god! Disposal. What's the D? Disposal. Sure. Something like that. Is that what it is? I was gonna say I, I'm decay, just, that was a guess. But yeah. yeah, contamination <laughs> hazard, urban disposal, and so that they they made up the other acronym as a cover for like the monsters they created with their toxic waste, basically. That movie. It's a great movie. That movie is like the best. It's the best movie of all time. The only thing that can make it better is if David Arquette was in it. Honestly. <laughs> Can we give the skeet art treatment to Oh my god, remake it. David Arquette is a Daniel Stern homeless soup kitchen guy. I feel like if David Arquette hears this, it's there is a fair chance. Mm -hmm. Sign me up already. We got three more tweets um, from InfoWarf. Did anyone ever consider tickling Ghostface? I think that would be one, unexpected, two, disarming, three, hilarious, and four, potentially embarrassing because he may pee his cloak. The marketing. Who wouldn't want to tickle me, Jason, or a tickle me, Ghostface? It's funny because he's not like a superhuman killer. Like, like, like you could actually tickle whoever is ghost a Ghostface. Well, when that and Amber, I mean, it was brought up earlier. She's tiny. Like, yeah. it's that is I was the hardest. There's a lot of, of that Ghostface that was yeah. butchering Dewey in the hallway. Like, yeah. I don't even know if that squares. Like, I don't know. Well, well it had lips. to be her that attacks the girl in the beginning. It, it, like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I would enjoy it, I will say. I did enjoy, random aside, I did enjoy that the opening was actually more real this time. Like last, Scream 4, if there's one thing I don't love about Scream 4, it's that like quadruple layered oh, meta opening. It. Like it's a little much. Like That I has know. like all my pretty little liars on it, yes. But this <laughs> movie was more of like a straight throwback to the original yeah. intro. They even like mimic some shots, like yeah, mm-hmm. the knives. Yeah. yeah. Um, Elijah Woody Harrelson says, "Have any of you seen the Scream TV show that was on MTV and VHS a while ago? Mm-hmm. I found it to be enjoyable, an enjoyable time waster, but it wasn't great. Also, John is definitely the killer. That is in reference to me asking which one of the four of us uh, would be uh, the killer in a Scream movie. That Ooh, Duke Library that. probably was prime hunting ground. Who, who?" Uh, okay, oh, you gotta give totally me your phone. Before you if move any your... of us were killers, it would be John. Caitlin, you gotta move your phone away from your mic. You're gonna get. Oh, I'm sorry. Feedback. Who won that Twitter poll, by the way? Of who the scream would be the scream killer? Um. Ooh, right now, Eric and John are like very, very close. Mm. Casey's in last. 
John, I'm, with that I'm hair, with John, that, you are ahead, but you're you're just very close with Eric. John, with that hair, you're okay. looking like a little like Rory Culkin in Scream Four, honestly. Okay, there we go. Which, I mean, that's I like that. Can I be Kirby? Just the cost. She might be coming back she for the next haircut. She should have been in this um, movie straight up. Like she should have. She kind of was. They tried to bring her for this one. She Sorry. she has a picture. Her picture is in it. Is it mm-hmm. where? Oh, oh, um, oh, when the kids are watching like a YouTube channel, there's an interview with the survivor. Did she survive that movie? It's revealed in this movie that she did. Retconned. I missed that. It was very small. I didn't catch it, and I read it out afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Because she gets stabbed by Rory Culkin, right? But then we never, we don't. Okay, that's interesting. I think she, yeah, I would have loved to see her back in so this I, movie. Kevin Williamson himself has said, if there was not a dead body that you saw, that person might still be alive. Like, there's all kinds of if they okay hot if they, listen, debates. If they online. bring Kirby back, I'm I'm more excited for a scream. It is rumored than I am only if she has the haircut because that's what sells it. it she good. does still have the haircut. Did you see her Instagram? It was a good anyway. One. I did offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, last up from our friend, Attorney at Space, how could they make Scream 6 more meta? Do you find out that you were the killer all along? <laughs> that would be kind of cool. That's funny. I don't know how they would do it, but that would be Bandersnatch cool. style, like they're going to be like, choose your own adventure. Like, you're the killer. I think the thing I would love to see this series do is like, make one of them the killer. Like, make Sydney the killer or something. I don't fucking know. I mean, you kind of ruin your future movies if you do. They can that. make Sydney the killer. They cannot kill Sydney. She's either like head bitch in charge or like... I think that's alive for the whole thing. Eric's right. Like that would be like the last one. And someone decides to make it another one somehow, but like, that's it. The last one, she she finally snaps and says, screw it. Too much money. It's like, like, screw it. If I'm going to deal with this my whole life, I'm just going to become it basically. And for some reason I feel that way about her and not necessarily like Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, that'd be cool. Good thought. Good thought, Adam. Yeah, Adam. Is that the last one? It is. Love it. Um, all right, we're also on Instagram, Bloody Good Horror. I posted last week and said, hey, I haven't seen it yet. No spoilers. And somebody wrote back, the killer is Dewey. Sorry. That was uh, an odd. They, they were going to lean into that, apparently. There was either a dummy script that said that's what happened, or that was an option at some point for this one. Uh, what are some real horror flicks to show kids? And at what age do you feel it's appropriate? Always the question. Uh, this is the spooky dudes podcast. Him and I were having a chat offline about this. Cause like a lot of people on Twitter were saying gremlins. And I'm here to tell you that you have Mm-mm, not seen no. gremlins in a long time or you're warped. If you think that's a good movie to show to kids, <laughs> don't show your fucking kid gremlins. Do you like hotel Transylvania? Do you like, uh, the Adam Stanley animated? The new Adam Stanley movie is really good. Yeah. I'm basically sitting every day. I wake up and I go trolls is pretty horrific every like, day. And I go, I, I wake up and I go, I'm one day closer to showing my kids aren't scared, stupid. And I cannot wait. Like, the only thing is that when those, do you do that though? Those like goblin troll things in that movie are pretty legit. Like they're everything made in the eighties. Everything we remember from our childhood is like absolutely terrifying. My friend showed her kids Labyrinth the other day, and they're yeah. like old enough to see a movie Dude, like that. I had and a they Labyrinth like, poster up. <gasps> and I had like, a Labyrinth poster up, and they had so many questions, like puppets and shit. Like that stuff is we, like freaky now. Like 
So why is Gremlins bad? Is there? It's just like gorier than I remember. It's it. really, really. It's scary. lewd and weird and like very scary. the tone the is, is odd. Fine. No, but the tone is odd for kids in a way that like they would be scared from the first shot. We watched it recently. If it came and, like, out I was, today, like, Heidi was watching this. She would literally be like, "I don't trust anything in the world anymore." If it came anymore. out today, it would be rated R. Yeah, like, there's a scene where the gremlins are trying to murder his mother in the house fully, and she grabs <laughs> one and throws it in the microwave. It's in the microwave. Yeah, it like, in the microwave. Explodes. Like you want to explain that to your kid? I'd be like, "Don't put the cat in the microwave." <laughs> <laughs> this is a good lesson. Happen. See, pay attention to this. Yeah. But the way you feel about your cats, John, I don't know. That's true. Oh, I'd wow. actually be like, eh, "If you want to see something crazy," <laughs> I got Heidi an Atlas of Monsters, and Gremlins is her favorite page so mm. far she keeps going back to it and being like tell me about the gremlins and how they like to get on planes what's well, funny is I, ha- <laughs> I have like a gizmo thing and they like love gizmo but so she like, has a gizmo oh. toy so then to show them this thing that gizmo came from they'd be like what the hell well the other this? night i was like while we were on the gremlins page they also have like the ghost of japan where i saw the ghost referenced in the latest plug it up uh the night before that dropped it was so random but she's learning all kinds like she can like pronounce these things and it's like the green lady in scotland let's go to that page like i want to go visit that castle um i think her dad is uh reading her the bible right now i'm like what's important here let's go ahead a horror movie in its own right but i thought about i was like what if i told her her gremlin that she like cuddles is this like green thing? And I was like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> right? You don't. Yeah, it goes bad. It goes bad for poor yeah. Gizmo. So I she's know. learning multiplication though, because I'm like, it multiplies. I'm a bad person corner. to ask this because I feel like I'm over the top cautious about it. Um, I I think I talked about it last year. I showed the kids Monster House, and the five year old was way into it, and the three year old was like, Why are you doing this to me? So we later revisited with the five year old, watched the whole thing. She loved it. And, that, and we're going to wait for the three-year-old. But. That's starter horror for sure. Yeah, That's like, it's pretty scary. It's the beats. It's real structured. Like genre. There is some like, you know, I also want to show um, show them bed knobs and broomsticks, which not a horror movie, but is pretty scary. Like Pretty scary. Yeah. I've been thinking about Jaws. I've it's actually, like, okay, so you don't Jaws is a thing in my house. My daughter has a... Uh, her whole bathroom is decorated with sharks because she's way into sharks and her little toothbrush holder's name is Bruce. And now I, cause that's a thing. And I started it a long time ago. He has to talk to her to get her to brush her teeth all the time. <laughs> so like when there's like handymen in my apartment, I fully have had to be like, come on, honey, let's brush your teeth. I'm Bruce. Let's get her night started. And she'll be like, okay, Bruce, tell me how long do we need to brush it for? And so the other day she was asking why his name was Bruce. And I was like showing her behind the scenes photos of Jaws and <laughs> Steven Spielberg. There's just no telling what this Here's kid goes back and is, talks about. I'd be afraid of making my kid freaked out about the ocean. I'm okay with that because yeah. the ocean is say, actually scary, so don't go in it. respect and fear of the, the ocean. That's it's, not your home. You don't want to, yeah. Like, yeah, but there's a difference between healthy respect and I was messed up because my parents showed me Jaws at five and I won't go near the water. Like, I'm a, good with it. There are actually go. sharks in the ocean and <laughs> it's cool if you're a little scared of it. <laughs> Love it. I, I, so I don't, I don't really... know. We all went through it. Like I saw it when I was six, probably. I read Jill's game when I was like nine. Listen, our kids I, will oh, be fine. I like, I am here exactly. right now on this podcast because I saw a trailer for Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven on TV when I was five years old. So like, I'm just <laughs> saying sure right these now, things because... have consequences, John. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I, don't, I wouldn't I'm, wish. I'm not this the person to ask because I'm. <laughs> 
and we'll look at what fucking weirdos. Here, <laughs> um, Go to your guest home. All right, next up, <laughs> smooth or crunchy peanut butter? I'm a smooth all the way. I've, every smooth, once in a while, yeah. crunchy, but more smooth. I like smooth on a sandwich or something, but I do have crunchy in the cabinet for like cooking when I make like a peanut sauce and I want there to be oh, peanut. If you're eating crunchy, the only way to do it is like by the spoonful. Like it's like, I need. I might, nutrition. if I was going to just straight up take like, like a, I mean, and this is not a thing modern era. I don't would, go to peanut butter for nutrition. John, it's good burst of energy. This is not a thing modern. <laughs> You're not a garbage person that just goes to your pantry to see what. John, John, it's very protein. normal to eat spoonfuls I, of peanut butter, John. I'm, I'm like, shut up. Eat a spoon, spoon of peanut butter. butter. I'm not above a spoon of peanut butter. I'm very there for that, but <laughs> I wouldn't tell myself it's nutrition. This is Look, so we so haven't eaten anything. I mean, it's better to eat that than nothing. Back in the day, its own way. Back in the day, you're like a walking GIF ad. They're, they're like kicking you. It's so bad that like that under the table. Days, that is by far by a country mile oh the healthiest thing that goes on my body. The back in the day, <laughs> I definitely would like take a chocolate bar and just like break a piece off, put peanut butter on it. If that's what I'm doing, I probably would go chunky peanut butter. It's really specific, mm. just for a little more texture. But that's it. But I agree. When you're eating it by the spoonful, which is largely how I used to eat peanut butter, you want it to be smooth. I feel like. Um, did you know Tiny Tim was in a horror movie, Blood Harvest, 1987? Ah, the year of my um, fouling. Yeah, um, well, I just said, um, you know. Yes, I did know that because Joe Bob did it on the last drive-in. It's a kind of a boring movie, but it's exceedingly weird. It's very strange. I will only watch movies that are kind of boring and exceedingly weird. It's like right in my like... That's actually very Joe Ferry. That is extremely Joe yeah. Ferry. Yeah. He wants more. He, he always says he wants more titties and Kung Fu in all of his <laughs> movies, though. So, Who doesn't? Which is also extremely Joe Ferry. All right, Love well, you, Neither of those are boring, though. So True. True. I have two really good questions that came in tonight. Hot off the presses. I have a really good answer for this one, but I'll put it to you guys first. When is the last time you screamed out loud? I oh. scream at my children all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no, John. I think they mean like from a start. Ah! Like something started you, startled you. I mean, I don't remember. I, I, I did that. Like when I see a bug, which is mm-hmm. not Hollywood, not that often. But I'm always like, <laughs> Elizabeth has heard me scream many times mm-hmm. from seeing like little spiders. It takes a lot. I don't know. I don't know when the last time I. Um. Okay. Screamed. I screamed when I was cleaning out my apartment and was cleaning out under the sink and found a dead mouse. I not only screamed, I screamed and ran away across my apartment and screamed the whole way. And then like <laughs> screamed a little more. Like it was a lot of screaming. It's the next scream. Maybe. Oh, I, I can still see it. Stupid little feet. Um, this is a question, a very interesting question. We believe we've already broached the subject tonight, but we get down to it here. Last question of the night, John, in case you were wondering mm. who, who is hotter Dirtbag Kyle Gallner or sleepless emo Kyle Gallner? This comes from our friend Brian. Hmm. There's not a version of Kyle Gallner that I don't find hot. Ooh, I, I told you. Kyle have I told you I met him? I did. Elizabeth we has a Kyle gone. Gallner story. And he was in, uh, yeah, I mean, what's that, that, um, that, Exorcism movie that's kind of doofy that's on yeah, Shutter. Yeah. Haunting in Connecticut. No, 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 no. It's, it's recent. Oh. It's like where they're like, live streaming the They're live streaming the reality host guy. Yes. Yeah. So oh, I God, I love him. He's I think he's so cute too. 
So I uh, shared a cigarette with him on the set of this indie movie I was an extra in, and he was really cute and very nice. And um, I think he was dating a girl from the OC at the time because I was trying to be like, where's the party? And he was just like, <laughs> thanks, bye. Like, we're cool. Um, Crash services over there. <laughs> he's actually pretty, he's pretty good in this movie. Like, yeah. He, I believed he was that dirtbag in this movie. I was going to say, I he was a little one note, but yeah. Like, usually I I'm like, oh, Carol Galner, look at him. He's just precious. And and then I was like, oh, they really went for sleaze here. Like, Apparently, he had a very extended, they they trimmed that quite a bit. He had a interesting. much grislier death scene that got cut up. Well, it's weird because he's Love in him. the movie and then he's dead. It's like in and out real yeah, quick. But. It, it was super weird. They introduce him like it's going to be like a thing. And they then do. It's like a scene later, he's gone. Yeah. I want a re-edited version of this movie where at the end, when Billy smiles, he like winks and goes like this, like finger guns. And there's like a little like <laughs> ding, you know, like. She's like, dad. <laughs> and then you just hear. I mean, she basically is. Yeah. That's what happens yeah. in that and scene. And you just hear. That's what I want. All right. Scream. We're back, guys. I moved. I got the internet. We're ready Woo. to rock it out in 2022. I'm pretty excited. Um, I've already watched the next movie. I'm okay. Me too, John. What's the no, next? No, but movie? wait a second. No, the next one I think one we is... need to do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that comes out this Friday. It comes out Friday. So, John, we're two ahead. Cool. That's on Netflix. We were so behind Net- on yeah Netflix. We were so behind on Scream. I feel like we owe it to people to hit this Texas Chainsaw Massacre right out the gate. And then we're, after that, we'll do Nightmare Nightmare Alley. Is that what it's called? So we is got that Nightmare Alley. Should I watch that. It's. I would recommend. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Spoilers. I heard it's good. <laughs> For so the BGH episode. So yeah, I, I cannot wait. <laughs> I am no comment. I cannot oh wait to get into. <laughs> I cannot wait to get into another requel of a fifty-year-old movie that for John to be confused about. It's, I'm very excited. Two weeks in a row. It's wait, fun. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually very excited because I feel like the te- Texas Chainsaw series, it's such a shit show. It's nothing. You never know like, what you're like, going to be cares? in. Yeah, like, Do whatever you want. Yeah. Scream, they're like cramming all this shit in. Like, oh, you got to care about blah, blah, blah. It's like Texas Chainsaw. They're just like, well, do you fuck know? it. Leather, leather like, I, mean, I don't now. have a heart. Like, John, no, no. Do you know the, John, do you know the plot of this movie, though? It's a, it's the, I don't. It's, okay. I don't at all. It's the original Leatherface who's been in hiding, and he like bec- decides to start killing again. But, he, so but he's like out there, but he's like out there living a life. But this is like, Wait, so Halloween. he's like employed and like goes, that's what shopping it looks like in the trailer. It's like, like Halloween to Halloween. To like, like he, they do, they skip all the intervening films. Uh, they must. Cause none of those make any sense whatsoever. I mean, uh, number two is great. I don't I, know. I like I'm, the second one. I like the Texas chainsaw movie. I, number one is like one of my top five favorite horror movies of all time. And so like, I don't know. I, I'm real all partial ridiculous. to one, two, and three, honestly. I like the one with Jessica Biel in it a little I was bit. Saying, I, I do, too. Yeah. Oh, I took my little brother to see that. It was going to be this like whole bonding thing. And like so many men in my life, 30 minutes into it, he was like, is it cool if we jo- just go? Like, can we jet? Is this-? And I was like, man, I'm really enjoying the view right now. But yeah. sure. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, guys, so I'm it. more excited. I actually, I'm, I'm ready to Saddle watch this. Saddle up for, for sure. the Texas. I want to see it. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's my John Larkett. Oh, John Larkett comes back, John. He's still alive. Did you know that? There you go. We'll talk about that Um, No, but cool. Good well, for John, him. I just want to let you know, Eric said a lot about Texas Chainsaw. I said, like, one thing about Nope, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah, but 
<laughs> nope, we actually, okay, good. I've already forgotten we actually care about Nope, though, you know? What's the difference? Uh, All right. So excited for Nope. That's uh, going to do it for Scream. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us this week. Thanks for having me, guys. And we'll hit you up next week with a little Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Talk to you then. Woohoo. See you. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.